Welcome to the 306th episode of the Jamie Delaney Plant-Based Wellness Podcast. My name is Jamie Delaney, and I'm your host. I'm a plant-based cardiologist and endurance athlete living in Southwest Florida. Welcome, Addie Delaney Marnich, our resident dietitian and her sidekick, Kick Caleb, to the podcast <laughs> today. Hello, everyone. Yes, if you hear a little echo in the background, that is our plant strong little dude. <laughs> who just celebrated number one birthday. And so you're here on the podcast today, not only because you haven't been for a while and you should be on the podcast, but we want to talk about our summertime fun conference that's getting ready to come up on June 16th. And, um, you know, we tried some of the food out last weekend at Kayla's birthday party. So why don't you tell them a little bit about the nitty gritty details and then we'll go on to some uh, other talk. Yes. So if you have been around, um, at least since January, you will have noticed that we have started doing these virtual mini nutrition conferences where we do cooking demos and nutrition education throughout from the um, Plant Strong Headquarter Kitchen in Port Charlotte, Florida, and then back and forth with me in Houston. So... Um, It is a great opportunity. They are live as well as recorded to get some extra nutrition education knowledge and stock up on some nice, delicious, plant-strong recipes. So with this one, we wanted to look at summer foods, obviously. So kicking it off in June, on June 16th, the week before the official date of summer begins, to showcase some familiar foods that maybe you had prior to plant-based that even your non-plant-based friends and family won't think are too out of the ordinary, but are delicious, SOS-free, filling, colorful, and perfect for summertime gatherings, but also for your summertime athletic endeavors. So they're healthy. They're going to keep your health on track and be delicious too. Yeah, you know, I have heard and you have heard recently people talk about, you know, you got to, you know, life's too short, you got to like what you eat, and food makes you happy, and we celebrate with food, and we're going to go rent a condo with friends, and and we want to have, you know, summertime cookout barbecue food, and, you know, there's just no way you can stay on a plant-based track doing that. And so we want to dispel those myths. And I, I think we did a really good job this weekend dispelling those myths at, at, at Caleb's birthday party, because we had people there that weren't plant-based and most of them didn't recognize that half of the food was plant-based whole foods um, that, that we had. And, you know, I just, I just think that, um, you know, our view, if, if you have the attitude right up front that this is going to be, you know, healthy, tree hugging bland food, then that's one thing. Um, But it doesn't have to be that. And you can do a lot of those recipes, those traditional recipes and make them better um, plant-based. And, you know, I I started thinking a little bit about, um, you know, we used to eat, you know, a long time ago, people would, you know, have a big breakfast and they would go work on the farm or go work outside or in a factory, they'd have lunch and then they would come home or they would go back to work and then they would come home and they would have dinner and they would do what they needed to do and go to bed and and rinse and repeat. And, you know, as time has gone by, 
We have more jobs that are sitting all day long and we have more food that you can find um, easily, whether it's takeout, um, drive-through or you know, whatever kind of food that we have decided and added snacks in. So it's become about less doing, more sitting, more calorie dense food. And then if you take that one step further into celebration foods, you, you know, we're, we're doing these celebration foods with typically what hot dogs, hamburgers, chips, barbecue sauce, deli, potato salad, deli, baked beans, you know, Coke, various kinds of chips. And even the chips have gotten to the point where there's little corn or potato in the chips they are kind of flowers and chemical concoctions that just make you want more, but you know, are full of terrible things. So, um, you know, we're going to, we're going to change it up here a little bit. So you want to tell them a little bit about Caleb's menu? Yes. So, uh, like you said, really, we were the only people who were plant-based, the people hosting, um, everybody else who came to our party, they're just really great friends and family and they don't necessarily follow a plant-based diet. But every time someone comes to my house, I want to think about how can they leave with a great food experience, realizing that healthy food can be delicious, easy to make, and not totally crazy. And so that's what we wanted to do with the party. You know, obviously a first uh, birthday party for Caleb, it was quite the big deal, especially after the year that we've all had. We wanted to make familiar foods and it's Memorial Day weekend. So we thought, all right, summertime picnic theme. So instead of making full-blown burgers for everyone, I made them mini and we put them on toothpicks, um, more like hors d'oeuvre style. And it was a, a black bean kind of Southwest type burger. I used a little TVP in there. Um, so they were delicious, nice and baked. Um, we did a pasta salad and we did a, a nice fruit display. We also, you did your pimento, um, no cheese dip with some homemade sourdough bread and veggie spread or veggie display. And then we had, uh, his, his cake. I made, you know, oil free chocolate cupcakes for everybody there and uh you know it, it was just a great oh and I can't forget dog. everybody's favorite oh my goodness the mini carrot dogs yeah so if you have our cookbook and you see the big carrot dogs we make the mini and then we use uh instead of a typical like crescent roll for pigs in a blanket or something like that um we use our pizza dough and we cut it into little strips and bake those as well after they have been um, marinated. So it was great. We had chips and salsa, you know, typically stuff like that. Um, but, you know, the, it was refreshing food, but it was familiar food, but also healthy. So I thought we did a great job uh, showcasing foods that weren't going to, you know, throw anybody off uh, and show them how healthy and delicious can go hand in hand. So... I did a little bit of research today and, you know, uh, I wanted to look at uh, a couple different kinds of hot dogs and, you know, people are always worried about getting enough protein and having a protein at their cookout or their barbecue. And uh, most people think that hamburgers and hot dogs are actually high in protein. Well, it turns out they're probably more high in fat. So, if we start with a traditional ballpark frank, um, and, and we can, um, 
we can actually start with um, uh, well, the, the regular one, 170 calories. They are 79.4% fat with 35 milligrams of cholesterol and 310 milligrams of sodium. Oh my gosh. People that want to do a turkey, people think turkey is more healthy, but those, uh, uh, again, um, both of these, about, these, both of the proteins and all of the hot dogs are six grams only. And let's compare that with a, um, a cup of beans being 15 to soybeans actually cooked are 31 grams for a cup. So any place from 15 to 31 for a cup of beans versus, um, you know, six grams for a hot dog. But the turkey burger, 540 milligrams of sodium, six grams of protein, 35 milligrams of cholesterol. For, and they are 57% fat versus 79% fat for a regular hot dog. You can do a fat-free Frank that has some vegetable stuff added into it, but still has the 10 grams of uh, cholesterol and uh, 430 milligrams of sodium. The Sabret hot dogs, 12 grams of sodium, 380 milligrams, I'm sorry, 380 milligrams of sodium and 12 grams of fat. But this one, this one gets me the best. Let's move on to the hamburger. If you buy a traditional Bubba burger, the burgers that are in the frozen food section, a whopping 420 calories for a Bubba burger. And it is 76% fat. Oh my goodness. So, and 110 milligrams of sodium. So that one burger, and you know, when people go to cookouts, you often see, you know, a hot dog and a hamburger or two hamburgers, two hot dogs. So, you know, when people are worried about, oh, I'm on this plant-based diet, I'm not getting any protein. Obviously, you know, you're not getting, when you think about a hamburger and hot dog, you're actually getting more fat than you are protein with these things. Then if you put in the potato salad and the mayonnaise and all this other kind of stuff in the eggs, um, where are, you know, you're really going down a, a line. Yeah. I mean, when you think about it and then the chips, like you mentioned before, which hardly have any potato in them, the high fat there. So, I mean, think about the inflammation you're causing. So uh, anyway, I think that, you know, I, again, we can, we can do a lot of different things, um, making the, again, the carrot dogs, different kinds of veggie burgers, um, potato salad is easy to make plant-based and, and low in fat, uh, cowboy caviar, there's all pasta salads. I mean, you know, you can do all these things that you see traditionally at barbecue baked beans. You know, if you look at regular baked beans that put the pork in them or the other fat in them, you can really, um, get things, um, you know, it's just a, it could be a eight, 9,000 calorie, eight, nine grams of fat or salt kind of day. Right. Right. And you're thinking you're already in the heat. And then if you're trying to be athletic throughout the summer as well, and all of that water retention from the sodium and inflammation, you're not going to be recovering well from your outdoor activities. So you're hindering yourself all over the place um, and you're making your guests sick as well. So why not showcase delicious, healthy food? Right.
and uh, get out and move. You know, picnics shouldn't just be all about um, uh, sitting and eating all afternoon, you know, get out and do something. So, right. Yeah. And it was fun prepping all of that. You know, I, I thought we had a good job. I didn't, uh, I didn't think that it was labor intensive. Um, I actually made the exact same burgers for Memorial Day, just in uh, big burger format <laughs> instead of the minis. And it worked out great. And, you know, we had the full Memorial Day cookout experience here, uh, you know, baked potato wedges, the whole nine yards. So um, I, I think that, you know, that's the biggest thing we'd like to showcase with this, um, you know, this particular Zoom conference is also, you know, a lot of kids obviously are home over the summer and these are family friendly meals as well that we'll be showcasing. Yeah, and those uh, care dogs or mini care dogs, I really like the concept of the mini care dogs um, because they heat up so great. You know, if you have leftovers, yeah. they're, they're really good grab and go food. They're good lunch food too, to pack a lunch or pack a picnic. They travel well. Um, they can be made in advance. You know, even the, your little burgers too could be made in advance. Absolutely. Them, throw them on the grill someplace. Mm -hmm. so that Those are always, uh, you know, really, really good ideas. So, yep, that's a great way to, to, uh, to, to look at things. No, absolutely. And I think, you know, you, you nailed it earlier when it's your mindset. You know, if you go into something thinking of oh, all the things I have to give up, how, how much I miss X, Y, or Z, and especially if those foods are trickling in here or there, their addictive properties are going to be there as well. So uh, don't settle for bland food, uh, but also don't settle for food that's going to make you ill. You know, so uh, eating healthy can be delicious and it can be attainable for the entire family. Um, I mean, we had everyone, obviously, from a one-year-old, we had several, we had some, 30-year-olds uh, all the way up, um, you know, into, you know, parents and grandparents and great-grandparents. I mean, we had the whole shebang at the party. We had teenagers. I mean, everybody enjoyed the food. There was no kid food. There was no adult food. Um, it was just good, healthy food for absolutely everyone. And, and, you know, when it comes back to the salt, I wanted to say something with regards to how people pay for things, you know, as far as pay with your health. So when the sodium content starts to get five, six, seven grams for an afternoon cookout, that literally can take someone that has um, reduced heart function, or we say in a reduced ejection fraction. So how much blood that can come out with each uh, heartbeat that can actually put them into heart failure to the point of hospitalization. And I've seen it in my practice, people that get a really high salt load, they go home, they lay down, they resorb all that fluid. And the next thing you know, they can't breathe and it's a trip to the emergency room. But the other thing that it can trigger is episodes of arrhythmias like atrial fibrillation, because when you retain the salt, your body has to resorb extra water into the blood vessel to make your, you know, your, your, the consistency of your blood, the, the specific gravity or the thickness of your blood. So you resorb more water because your blood can't become salt water basically. And that puts a strain on the heart because now you have so much more pressure in the system, in the vascular system, your heart has to pump that extra blood, but it also strains the heart and causes it to stretch because you have more water in the system. So if you think about the heart, you know, as a pump, 
against a, a tube, that, that blood backs up and stretches the heart, which stretches the electrical system and can trigger rhythm problems, palpitations. The shift in electrolytes can cause problems with neuropathy in the lower extremities. Of course, the high fat diet can be really tough on people with diabetes and cause their glucoses to shoot up. Um, so a whole host of issues can happen with people um, just over a simple celebration meal, so to speak. Um, you know, so it, it's not just a one and done, well, this is going to raise my cholesterol. And the other thing that happens is inflammatory conditions. So if people have a tendency to uh, irritable bowel syndrome or, um, you know, uh, inflammatory bowel conditions, eating these different deprocessed oils or high fat uh, meals can trigger, um, you know, you absorb these foreign proteins and it triggers an inflammatory response and people can start having GI issues. And it doesn't just go away a couple hours after the meal. It could last for a week. So you're paying for this one meal, you know, a week afterwards. And of course, people that come in and get their blood work done and or they're trying to lose weight will say, you know, I was doing too good. I was doing so good until I had this party or we went to this, you know, cookout. And then everything derailed. Um, and then the other thing, you know, your gut microbes do a lot with your cravings. So, you know, again, you go off the proverbial wagon, so to speak, and you start getting high fat, high salt, and then you want more of it. And so it just leads to, you know, one thing after the other. Right. And you can, you know, piggybacking off of the, the gut microbiome, you know, we, it's been shown that within 24 hours, you can negatively influence or positively influence your, your gut microbiome. So you can do all this work to get your digestion thriving, you get your immune system, 70% of which is in your gut thriving. Um, you know, your, your good microbes flourishing over the bad guys. And then you can tank it in 24 hours, just going, you know, off the rails. So, uh, you know, not that we're trying to make people live, you know, perfectly, but, you know, there's nothing wrong with taking your health into consideration and having that be one of your non-negotiables. And, you know, especially if you're hosting, but also the recipes that we are I'm going to be making on the 16th, you know, they're great dishes to take with you places. So a lot of times people come to the practice and they're doing really great on their day to day. But then I have a call with them and they're like, oh, I have a family, you know, reunion or a party, you know, in the neighborhood we're getting ready to go to. What do I do now that I'm plant based? And one of my biggest recommendations is take a dish or two. You know, um, I was always raised never show up empty handed. So we always have done that anyway. But if you take something that is delicious, colorful, plant-based, and make it a little bit more than just a hummus and veggie tray, you know, something that you're going to be looking forward to as well, you then just created options for your intake when you are out of your home, out of your element, so that you can stay on track. And then, you know, uh, carry maybe a little tidbit of nutrition education along with you to those who can try your dish. Well, and the other thing too is if people see that, every chance you get, you go back to the old comfort foods, then there's no hope for anybody that's thinking about it because, you know, they'll look and say, well, geez, if, you know, you can't do it, then nobody can. So it's not really worth the effort. And, you know, right. I, I think when, you know, people talk about cheat days or cheat weekends or cheat holidays, 
It doesn't have to be that. I, I think that, you know, I, I loved what we had. I had a great time at the party. I didn't feel like I was deprived of any kind of holiday food. We had a birthday cake, we had cupcakes, you know, um, and it was healthy and I felt great afterwards, you know, yeah. uh, you know, and my mom who has a cardiomyopathy was there and her weight was actually a pound lower when she got back into Florida, you know, after having three days of a celebration basically, you know, so we ate healthy and she stayed healthy. And, you know, that is worth everything, you know, to be able to do what you want and travel and, uh, you know, not pay for it. You know, we always, everybody's, you know, paying for their cheat days or their little bits of happiness when I think the reality of it is it's just kind of an easy cop out in some, in some respects. We'll just go to the deli and pick something up um, as opposed to. Uh, let's make this a special celebration. And again, you're right. The, um, the prep wasn't too bad. You know, when you think about carrot dogs, I, I always, there's a funny story. I did a triathlon once. I don't know if you remember, but uh, they had this big spread afterwards and they had all kinds of barbecue. It was like a big barbecue under a tent. And I ended up just getting a hot dog bun and putting all the toppings on it. And I had their, they had some salads and things like that, different vegetables that I, you know, so I had a plate of food, but I had a bun with all the toppings on it. And I sat down beside some guy that had this big hunk of ribs on his, on his tray, you know, and he earned his plate and he's like, you know, aren't you missing something, the dog underneath? And it's like, no, because really the, the toppings are, are what are the familiar foods and, you know, really great. And that carrot dog, you know, you can put all those toppings, ketchup, mustard, relish, sauerkraut, you know, all those things work. You can use, a, a, you know, a hot dog bun, but you can also, you know, make uh, wraps out of corn mesa, you know, so a, kind of a burrito type wrap. You can use pita bread because there are a lot of pita breads that are oil free, you know, to use that as well. So there's there's a, a, a ton of options out there. Absolutely. And, you know, I was just talking with uh, uh, one of our members and he is struggling with comparing the high fat foods of his, you know, the, the life before plant-based to now. And we're not replacing animal fat with another type of fat. We're not replacing cheese, one type of cheese with another. So it is not going to taste the exact same, but that's okay. And I think we kind of have to let go of that. It may not be the same, it's different, but still delicious. And so if you have that mindset that, hey, you know, this is similar to, I'm trying to make this similar to, I know it's going to taste different, but wanting it to taste good, I think that is part of it as well. You know, we're, we're not trying to, uh, you know, create the same addictive issue with what we're recreating plant-based. Um, and I think that over time you collect these recipes, you know, in the beginning stages, it is something new, every different social situation, but over time, it just becomes the thing you do. I mean, now this is just the thing that we do. I remember the first Thanksgiving or the first, you know, we always host Christmas Eve. Um, and it was like converting everything. Uh, but now it, it's, it's our new normal. It's our, it's our family tradition, if you will. And so, uh, you know, carrying that through the different seasons of the year and summer, which is, you know, a lot of fun. I think these are going to be great recipes that everyone will enjoy. 
um, when you know you sign up for the 16th, which will also be recorded if you cannot make it. We'll be doing a live Q&A at the end as well as we always do. And you can always email us those questions as well. Uh, but I, I think it'll be a great way to inspire you maybe for your 4th of July or, you know, summer celebrations that may pop up. So yeah, I think it'll be a great way to showcase that you can do this any time of year. I'd like to challenge our listeners. <laughs> Send us their favorite barbecue cookout type recipes that they struggle with or miss. Yes. And let us discuss how we could change those to something more healthy or perhaps something similar or, or an alternative that they might enjoy equally as well. You know, if it made you sick before making something that seems like something that made you sick will probably make you sick again. So we want to make it better not the same. But if you have a recipe that you like or dessert you like, send it to us and, and we'll talk about how we would change it. So we're gonna definitely be making different recipes, but we may, make, we may not be making something that you really like and, and we'd like to help you to change that. So um, again, you can go over to drdelaney.com, D-O-C-T-O-R-D-U-L-A-N-E-Y.com and Click on uh, to get tickets uh, and you can get your ticket for the conference. Again, it's June 16th. Um, and, you know, go ahead and if you you can start emailing us anytime at Addie at drdelaney.com or Jamie at drdelaney.com with the recipes that you like um, that we'd be happy to discuss. Absolutely. Challenge accepted from this plant strong dietitian. There you go. Sounds good. Before I go, I want to assess, or I guess discuss, should be more the word, um, a post that I received on our members-only website. And I believe it applies to a tremendous amount of people because the post was made on our members-only plant-based website, and only two or three people responded with some suggestions, which leads me to believe that more than just this person that posted struggles. And so first of all, I, you know, I, I want to extend to everybody out there that the struggle is real. When you're becoming plant-based and trying to learn this new language, it's very difficult. And if you're trying to learn the language in the midst of spouses not liking your food or kids not liking your food or other people giving you recommendations on what's a healthy diet for your bladder, your heart, your arthritis, you know, uh, it becomes so confusing to so many people. And it really leads people to throw their hands up in frustration. And of course, if you go to the store and you look what's vegan, there's so many unhealthy choices and it becomes, it can become very expensive. The cost can be overwhelming if you're buying, you know, all kinds of pre-made products and supplements um, and people just throw in the towel. So, you know, if you're struggling, the most common thing, the most, you know, the basic in, 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 in uh, I guess the basic advice that I like to give people is to keep it very, very simple. When I grew up, there was a little store three doors down, John Llewellyn's Grocery Store, and it had 
about a half of an aisle of produce. It had a little butcher in the back. It had a little aisle of canned goods and a little aisle of box goods. And we shopped out of that store. And then, then we supported the rest of our nutrition came from a backyard garden. So there weren't processed foods. There weren't big freezers full of things to choose from and get confused by. There weren't aisles of cereals and different bars and supplements and all this kind of thing. So go back in time to when you were a child and remember those little tiny stores and eat what's in season. Most little towns have farmers markets or co-ops these days. So go to one of those little stores where the only thing that's available is in-season produce and start there. The other place is to start with the most basic, simple foods. You can't go wrong with a white potato. If you were to eat a white potato every day of your life, you would not be nutritionally deficient. Is it optimal? Not entirely. Is it sufficient? Yes. Can you thrive much better than on processed foods? So go to that common ground and start with the white potato. You can have it mashed, use a little almond milk or soy milk with that, maybe a little miso and garlic and black pepper. You can do a baked potato. You could put sauerkraut or chili or salsa, black beans on that. You can do boiled little red potatoes and do them with, you know, green beans that everybody seems to like and maybe, or even baked beans. You can buy them, you know, vegetarian, vegan baked beans if you have to, or make them yourself. We have a cookbook with a very good recipe for barbecued beans, plant-based wellness cookbook. There's a plug. You can do cottage fries where you dip them in a little nut milk and spice them up the way you do with a little smoked paprika, or a little garlic, um, sweet potatoes. You know, you can do the same thing with. Mash them, boil them, bake them, microwave them. It all works. So find a common ground. Your kids like white potatoes? Great, go with white potatoes. Maybe sneak a sweet potato and see if they might like that. You know, put cinnamon on it. Make, it. make it so it's nice and palatable. Build from there. You know, like I said, add the toppings. Most people like white rice. Start there. If you have kids, you have to build their palate. If they have been given salty, fatty food, it's going to take a little bit to transition them. But again, they're kids. They don't get to vote because it's nutrition. They will eat. So start at a ground that people like mashed potatoes, baked potatoes, cottage fries. Work your way up. Kids like ketchup, let them use ketchup for a little bit. Kids like mustard, let them use mustard a little bit. Same thing, you know, again, back to the rice. You can, you know, rice and beans. You can make, when I was growing up, we had rice as dessert, you know, so you can make a rice pudding. You can put bananas in it. So there's a, you know, there's a lot of ways that you can start very, very easy. Just a bag of frozen vegetables and a, bag, and a baked potato can be very simple. You can go from it through there. You know, you can do sweet and sour sauce. You can add barbecue sauce. You can add a salsa to things. You can do barbecue with jackfruit, barbecue with soy curls. You can put barbecue sauce on a baked potato. You can do baked beans. You know, and then work your way up to other foods. But don't make it so complicated at the first that you're in the kitchen slaving for hours only to, have, only to be rejected. There's nothing worse than that.
any whole food, any potato, sweet potato, white potato, rice, beans, corn on the cob is better than processed foods. You're starting, you know, you're, you're so far ahead of the game if you can get your kids starting to eat those basic things. Any fruit, you know, if they eat fruit, they're not going to starve to death. So work your way up from meet people at the common ground. Make a list of what people like and build on the list. You know, one food a week, perhaps. Keep it slow, keep it simple. But, um, you know, don't try complicated, especially if you're new to the kitchen. Uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go down that road. You know, if I do a, a new recipe, it's, it's going to be on the weekends. I, I'm not going to try to kill myself when I come home from work to try to make something new that may or may not turn out right. So keep it simple. Be able to identify the foods. You know, I mean, you know, last thing, you know, we talked about was carrot dogs. I mean, those are, can't, you can't beat a carrot dog, right? On, and you can even put it on a white bun if a kid won't eat it, you know, then advance to pita bread and then maybe advance to a, you know, homemade uh, burrito shell or, you know, homemade bread. But you start out simple, you know, you don't start out with the homemade bread and make your life so complicated that nobody's going to eat it. You've got to bring people's palates along very slowly and be patient. So, you know, I hope you all enjoy us, especially if you're struggling for our conference, you know, because we're going to teach you how to get through summer. Kids are home, going to parties, cookouts with a lot of good foods. You don't have to meet somebody, you know, I, I heard a comment about, you know, you, there has to be a happy medium or you, ha you can't socialize this way. Of course you can socialize eating plant-based. Of course you can go to a cookout plant-based. So join us for our conference, June 16th, and we'll answer all of these questions. But by m no means do we want you to give up or give in. Uh, we want you to eat so that you thrive, not that you just survive. Because remember, kids can survive on just about anything, but can they thrive as they become young adults and older, and, and, and older adults? So um, I hope that's helpful. Please send us questions either to Jamie or Addie at drdelaney.com. Again, if you have recipes that you like, you have cookout foods that you like, let us know what they are, and we will make them plant-based for you and discuss it at our conference. Go over to drdelaney.com, D-O-C-T-O-R-D-U-L-A-N-E-Y, and get your tickets, and uh, we'll, we'll see you then. I'm going to have a podcast. Um, the next week's podcast is going to be uh, talking with an ultra runner, and we're going to talk why you can't outrun your genes and why you can't outrun heart disease if you're eating poorly. So I think that'll be a great discussion. Uh, he is not plant-based. And uh, none, to my knowledge, most of his friends in his um, running uh, club are not plant-based. So it, it should be a really good discussion. And um, all things ultra running, you might learn something about running ultras. He's run several of them. And uh, I think that'll be a good podcast as well. So take care. Thanks for listening. See you next week.